0: I remember you was conflicted Misusing your influence I would like to welcome everybody To my podcast Featuring me (laughs) I'd like to thank everybody for taking the time out of their life just to listen to my thoughts. Y'all so can see how I view life and how I see things. <laughs> Welcome. let get it. Welcome to chasing my thoughts. Uh huh. Welcome to chasing my thoughts. Uh huh. Yeah. Welcome to Chasing My Thoughts, uh, and I appreciate y'all, all of y'all, let's go. And this is how we're going to start it, we're going to start at like, boogaloo, <laughs> boogaloo. <laughs> hey look, I am punch drunk, you hear me? I am so tired. But it gotta get done. The work has got to get done. You mean? If I I can't talk like mm-hmm. how I feel about this podcast and how I feel like it's therapeutic for me and not do it when I don't feel like doing it. I ain't pussy, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no Kool-Aid pumping through my veins, baby. You mean? I'm just trying to get to it. But, uh, I do, I do want to pop in, you know what I'm saying, do this episode and, and let y'all know how my, I guess my week, Oh no, not in my week, I mean, it is what it is, but like my last few days has, has been, I tend to record my podcast on Thursdays just cause it's like my first day off and I get to little drink a little bit, you know what I mean? Cause I ain't gotta work the next day and I get to chill. So why not talk some shit? So that's where I'm at with it right now. Popping in, saying do this episode, tell y'all how I've been. I I I wanna immediately lead off with uh why I'm so tired. One of my one of my pet peeves is unplanned events on my days off or going into my days off. Coming from my days off I like to have my days off Planned Like if I'm going to do something I like to have enough Sleep Adequate Adequate Rest To do it So Sometimes Things happen this life But This week has been a rough one for Not only myself But for my children And my wife Leah start with her she wasn't feeling well earlier in the week and it's flu season so we like oh man she's not feeling well and she she tends to she tends to say she doesn't feel well not often but frequent and when she says that It's kind of like you kind of take it with a grain of salt, ah, baby. Let's you know what I'm saying. Let's try to fix it this way. You be all right. You strong. But then sometimes you. It's no denying it. Like when Leah gets sick, her cheeks get red. She turns into like a rosy. She's she's light bright. So she turns into like the Kool Aid man. Like she just turns red, and she starts saying "Ooh yeah" a lot. (laughs) Like I don't know. Like it's easy to tell when. She really isn't feeling well when you could pretty much assume she's putting on. But like I said earlier in the week, she came in. She popped out like, I don't feel well. And then you can look in her face and go, yeah, she's telling the truth. So it's like, all right, let's, let's see. You know what I'm saying? Let's take your temperature. Let's see what's going on. We'll take a temperature. It's elevated. Mm. See, the elevated temperature is like a... Oh uh, ER is about to happen. <laughs> but let's give her some medicine. Let's see what, what's going on here. Let's see if ginger ale will fix it. <laughs> Turn into that person. Jason Ginger is stomach be alright. You I mean? You feel better. So we give her we give her some medicine, we give her some uh ibuprofen. Try to see how we at. And her temperature goes down, so we like alright, bet. She good for right now. I'm saying let's just monitor, keep it going, time go by spikes back up, temperature rises right back up, you hear me, and we like all right, we know the temperature go right back up when it's, when the medicine wear off we already know what that means like yeah she 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 probably feeling like it's probably something She coming down with something so we do it again <laughs> Instead of taking a hit Of going to see some, seek some help Give us some Give us some Give us give give some, some Ibuprofen give me some, Let's see what's going on here And this time it lasted Much shorter Like the time lasted But it was much shorter this time For it to spike back up So uh, I get off of work I drive to Greensboro, where I live, meet them at the emergency room, and no flu, but strep throat, The I don't know, I don't even really know what strep throat is, Like I, I always heard the term, but I never had to experience it, you know? And then the nurse scaring us. You know, you got to take care of strep throat. Got to take your your uh, what's it called? What's the in there? antibiotic. Your antibiotic. You got to do that because if you don't, that could turn into some kind of fever. Like what's it called? Yellow fever or some scarlet fever? She said. And it was like, oh, I never heard of scarlet fever. And the last thing I'm doing is jumping on WebMD because scarlet fever turned into <laughs> AIDS real quick on <laughs> WebMD. Nigga, <laughs> you gotta. You can't do that. So, I'm sitting there like, oh, shit. So, like, yeah, all right. Leah not feeling well now. She really not feeling well. She got to miss school. Damn. What happens when a child misses school? Parent misses work. What happens when a parent misses work? Parent misses money. And it's tough. You try to make it back, but it's hard. Because you, you, now you got to stress yourself out. But, kids are a priority, even over the job. You got to take care of your baby. So, Dab steps up, takes care of Leah, takes off of work, vacation, whatever, sick days, blah, blah, blah. Keeps her home. In that short bit of time, we're telling London, stay away from your sister. She's not feeling well. Let's give at least twenty four to forty eight hours for the anti antibiotics to, to kick in, and then they told us about twenty four to forty eight hours she wouldn't be contagious anymore she'll just be sick pretty much, so we like all right let's give her twenty four to forty eight London doesn't listen, and how could we expect her to she's four not only is she four. She is determined to do what she wants to do, stubborn, hard to change. She's going to do what she wants to do, so she loves her big sister. She wants to take care of her big sister, what she calls it, when really it ain't really taking care of big sister. She's just in the room with her, talking to her the whole time. Leah be tired. (laughs) Leah be sick of it. All right, London. (laughs) So that's what happened. You turn it back one minute. London got her hands in Leah's face. It's like, London, back up. Leah's not feeling well. We don't want you to get sick too. (sighs) A few days go by. Y'all can see where this is going. London has a fever now. As if we didn't just go through this. What did we do as parents? You guessed it. We gave her some medicine. (laughs) Just gave her some medicine, dog. We already know what it's looking like. Oh, gosh. We already know. Leah has it. London, super close to her. More than likely, London has it. Give her medicine anyway. Let's see if we can. You know what I'm saying medicine our way out of this one or two times, and hopefully the fever don't come back. It don't listen. It don't work. You know, give her some ginger ale. Yeah, ginger ale, stomach feel better. Nope, didn't work. It didn't work. It. London body seemed like it was forming up antibi- antibodies to fight the medicine, nigga, not the sickness. Like it's like. <laughs> Her body reacted totally different. It was like she had about an hour of like some cool chilling. Oh, I'm hype now. I'm my I'm myself. And then it was like downhill from there. So I get off Wednesday. I pick London up. Take her home. She's in great spirits. Mind you, she had some medicine, I'm assuming. So she chilling. We all chilling. We all go to bed. I get about two hours in. Because on Wednesday nights, I like to stay up late. Because I don't like to stay up late if I got to work the next day. So, if I'm working five straight days, which I do, that fifth day when I work and my weekend officially starts, I'm staying up. And I will force myself to stay up. No matter how tired I am, I got to enjoy my life. I got to enjoy my time. Wednesday nights is I'm up. I'm fighting it. I'm going to stay up. I'm sitting there watching ESPN, watching basketball. Dozing off, just fighting the urge to go upstairs and just go to sleep like I probably should do. But nah, I can't do that. Uh Uh-uh. I have to stay up and feel like I'm living my life outside of work. Because when it seems like you just go to work every day, it seems like your life is work. And that's the last thing I want to feel like. I want to feel like my life is life and work just a part of it. My life is family. My life is doing what I want to do, and work is just something I do just to get a couple of dollars to pay my bills. That's how I want to feel. I can't if because if I get into the point where I just go to work, come home, go to sleep too much, I'm gonna quit my job. <laughs> Dad has said it. I'm to Quit a Job because I will quit a job. Like, I will not stay there, and I always look at it like when they got Uber and get, get a couple and sustain myself until. I find another job. And that's how I used to do I don't think like that, really like that no more. But before, nigga, I would Uber and lift my ass until I need to, I, until I can get what I need to get and then get another job. Like, I, I would do that in a heartbeat. So, I like to live my life outside of work. I like to have a life. Even if it's just chilling in my house and enjoying my time, Alone or with my wife or with my children. Even if it's just that. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm fighting it. So I get to the bed around 12, 30, 1 o'clock. I'm like, ah, oh, get to sleep in. Ah, oh, thank God. Get ready for bed. Get comfortable. Fall asleep. Who comes knocking on my door? 2.30 in the morning. Hmm. You got it again, London. But this time, she's not in a good mood. She is lethargic. It's the word I'm going to use. She is almost like a zombie walking. I threw up. I threw up on my bed. I don't feel good. I need more medicine. Like a robot. That's how you sound. And I'm like, oh my god. I try to fix. I try to play sleep. <laughs> Let Dave get up, and deal with it. Dave, turn over. Babe, wake up. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I just laid down. <laughs> Didn't work. It, it did not work. I playing sleep did not work. I got up to t- London temperature say 104. Oh. 104? Oh my god. This is this is serious stuff. You know, your body get too hot, your your, your body your body get too hot, your organs start to cook inside. And that ain't good. So you want to get you want to cool that body down as, as soon as you can. That's what we do. I give her, I give her Tylenol. I get dressed. I get her dressed. Baby, we are going to the emergency room. The same exact emergency room we just came from earlier in the week. Being the man I am, deaf, lay down, baby, get some rest. You got work in the morning. I'll take London. You and Leah get some rest. Get London, take it to the emergency room. Same nurse looking me dead in my face. Hey. Did we just see you? Everything okay? No, ma'am. Everything's not okay. We spent a bunch of hours here earlier in the week, you remember? Of course you do, because you just brought it up. Now we're back. This time, just me and my baby. Luckily for me, it's a lot less people there. And when I say a lot less people, as soon as I checked in, we getting called into a room. Ah, sigh of relief. Thank God. Quick turnaround. Take her back there. Get her back there. The medicine kicked in by this time. So she back up and, you know what I'm saying, bouncing around looking her looking like a jovial self, which kind of yeah, kind of made me mad after we taken her to the hospital. It's like, no, no, nah, play sick. Act sick he's looking at us like you ain't sick no act sick get on my nerves man make me look bad like i'm trying to skip out on something so they take a temperature it's like 100 now so the temperature went down cool but it's still elevated so clearly something going on take a vitals everything's good doctor goes okay tell me the story we tell her tell the doctor. Story. well we tell the nurse the story Nurse tells the doctor, doctor comes, we tell the doctor, say, so we was here earlier this week, my other daughter was sick, now my daughter is sick, we pretty much think it's strep throat. So they're like, okay, we'll take the test, but she has a cough. Coughs don't really come with strep throat like that, is what she told me. So I'm like, oh, maybe it ain't strep throat, I don't know, I mean, I'm assuming it's strep throat because duh, it's contagious and they were in each other's face. About 30 minutes later, come back. So it is strep throat. Ah, damn. Kind of got excited. Oh, yeah. She tested for the flu, too. Damn. My baby got the, got the flu and strep throat at the same time. Ain't they, like, the same side effects? That's what I thought. They go down the list of stuff. It was different. And why she has a cough. Oh Jesus. My baby got both. Leah didn't had a flu. She just had a strep throat. Strep throat. throat, 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 throat. <laughs> Leah just had strep throat. Linda got the whole shebang. And I don't know what's up with her immune system. It's like. <clears throat> yeah. Without the medicine she can get lethargic. But it's still like that immune system. It's brand new car immune system. That don't kick right in. Fighting it. And I feel like that body need that. Or act like it need it. Cause if your body ain't fighting germs, and by the time it get the germs, They ain't gonna know what to do. And I feel like that's almost welcome in the flu and strep throat, cause it was like easy for her to get it. <laughs> but so we sit there a couple of hours saying, and saying "Hey, I say all this, what is this? I'm at eighteen minutes and I ain't even tell you. I, this is why I'm tired. I ain't even finished my story. This is just supposed to be a quick introduction. This this I need to work. I don't this is, my podcast. This, this is why I'm tired. It was a ball night at the emergency room. Come back here. After I had the emergency room, I got to take the car to get an oil change. Also got to make a few errands. I got to pick up the prescription. I got to do some grocery shopping. This stuff I like to do on my first day off anyway. But it just happened to me that I ain't getting no rest before I did it. So right now I'm sitting up, 8.22 p.m. I ain't had nothing but an hour, two hours of sleep. So I'm... I'm kind of loopy right now, and I still wanted to get, be able to do this podcast because this is something I'm, I love to do. So, I'm like, let me just get it in, and then I'll go lay my ass down. Hopefully, because <laughs> football's on now, and it got me on. It got me watching it, but I don't think I'm going to watch this. This is a terrible Thursday night game. has been awful, but that's beside the point. I do want to talk about um, – the the elephant in the room. Like I said, uh I'm recording this on uh December eighth twenty twenty two. I'm not gonna put it out no time soon, but this is what I'm recording it. And if anybody knows, two big stories in media right now, Deion Sanders. And Brittany Griner. Man. It's. Anybody that knows me. Knows I'm a huge Twitter head. Like I'll just be on Twitter. Just looking at stuff. And just having a good time. Laughing and. Joking and all that stuff. It's just. Twitter makes. makes, It's like my happy place. When I go for. Funny entertainment. And of course on Twitter. I've never seen like. I thought. I was under the assumption that. All People here in America Wanted Brittany Griner to be free Like I, Silly me maybe Thinking You know what I'm saying Being locked over a vape pen Is kind of silly And who cares if it's against the law Over there niggas, niggas Name me one person That don't get Don't go against the law Like I'm not here on no pulpit To talk about What she shouldn't, have, shouldn't have, What she should Or shouldn't have did But It's just weird That people I, Like the Backlash, God. I mean, I understand it. Uh, a lot of that is because they traded her for an arms dealer. That, I mean, I ain't never heard of until this happened, and probably was never going to hear of until this happened. But so I kind of understand people are kind of you know what I mean, iffy about that, and you can reserve the right to be iffy about that, and you know knowing how America has been moving, to do not you know what I'm saying, with Reagan quote that he went back on and not capitulate with terrorist demands and we don't do it like, you know what I'm saying, whatever that was, I always thought that was our policy with America, but I mean, when somebody is wrongfully convicted, regardless if you agree or not, it's like her, her getting out is a good thing, I thought. But, you know, I guess... Because I'm thinking too much, maybe. Maybe. Because it, I don't know, people are upset. Like, some people are upset. Like, that nigga Michael Parsons is going off on Twitter. And I'm an Eagle fan, so you already know I don't like Cowboys. I definitely don't like Cowboy fans. So anytime I get to poke fun at a Cowboy, I'm going to take the chance to do that. But niggas is pulling up his... His highlights in college, and I ain't talking about it on the football field. And I'm like, damn, nigga, like, <laughs> niggas got receipts for everything, cause <laughs> everything. I had no idea Michael Parsons did what he did, and I'm not gonna say what he did because fuck it, who cares I don't like, I'm not doing that. Ain't my place, nigga. Y'all can do the research for y'all selves, but <laughs> this is just like, this is what he did. It, did, it, did, it, did it. I'm like yo Nigga could disagree. Like <laughs> he ain't gotta agree with everything, and they like, no, he did this, and it's like, damn, dog. But what you do? But I mean, like I said, he a cowboy, and as talented as he is, and how frustrated I am that we gonna have to pay that nigga two times at least a year. and I ain't gonna use this moment to go at him, but fuck him. <laughs> fuck him as a cowboy fan, not as a person. Nigga with the Penn State. Nigga, you know what I'm saying, I think he from the area. He not from Philly, but he from like the area. You know what I'm saying? So he, he got my support in that, but niggas a cowboy. Fuck. But, but it's just crazy how many people all of a sudden is like, basically forget about Brittany Griner being free. Like, and it's like, damn, dog, I thought we was on the same page with her coming home. At least that makes sense to me. I wanted her home. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not no huge Britney Griner supporter or fan, but Anytime you see something like that, it's like the nigga the human in you, if you have that. Gotta kick in at some point, right? But no, you know what I'm what we've all learned is people all around the world are different. And there's some sick niggas out here. You know what I'm saying? Like we got this term where like, like if something like victim blaming, niggas is like like how do I put this? Like if someone's been sexually assaulted, the question a, a lot of people could have is what were you wearing or why were you there or how could you prevent it? And people's response is like, no, nigga, don't tell me how to not get raped. How about you tell the rapist not the rape? And it's like, I get that. But if it was that simple, trust me, we would do it. But telling the rapist not the rape it's like going like, hey, yo, hey, don't rape. And they just go, ah, yeah, you right, you right, you right. Raping is wrong. You got it. But nigga, if a nigga already thinking about rape, if somebody already thinking about rape, there's something wrong with them already. So logic is already out the window because v- taking advantage of somebody ain't logical. So it's easier for me to tell a logical person, hey, you may not want to wear that over there. Or well, you may not want to do that there. Than it is to go a hey, rapist, don't rape. A hey, killer, don't kill. Because if they already doing that, chances are you telling them not to do it. It's not going to stop them, <laughs> Like so that's why like people say it's victim blaming. So I don't even know what point I'm on. I don't even know what I'm talking about now. This is why I'm tangent chase. I'm just here talking. Just went on a huge tangent. I don't even know how I got there. I didn't, I didn't even think. That's not on my list to talk about. <laughs> now I got to look at my list of what I was talking about. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Brittany Griner and, and, and Michael Parsons and stuff like that. But, I mean, basically, it's just weird. The backlash people are, like, giving it. And it's, like, at the expense of Brittany Griner. Granted, she might not, you know what I'm saying, might not care as much because she coming home. And she's free. And that's, I think, is what she wants. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I think that's what matters the most in that situation. I just think it's weird. And then the Deion situation, to move on. That's the two main things on my timeline, or that have been on my timeline. And I feel kind of differently about the Deion Sanders I'm a little bit on the opposite. I'm a little, not opposite, side because I don't even told y'all the sides yet, but I'm a little bit on the HBCU side of things. And maybe it's because I went and graduated from HBCU, of course. So maybe that's why. And it's, a, it's, it's tough for me because prom is my second favorite athlete. No, third favorite athlete all time. Or he might be my second, now that I think about it. And this is not objective. This is subjective, how I feel about prime. And don't make it no better that he's damn near a cowboy. So, for me to acknowledge that this nigga is like my second favorite athlete. Like, number one is Allen Iverson. That's my favorite athlete of all time. Grew up in Philly in the 90s. AI was that bull. So, AI's my number one athlete all time. And then prom is at like two or three. So I think very highly of this dude and and what he's been able to accomplish as an athlete. But when it comes to this uh, leaving Jackson State thing and going to Colorado, it don't really sit well with me. And not that it has to, but it's disappointing it's disappointing. I understand him moving on and upgrading and doing what he has to do. I get that, dog. I'm like, never argue that. Get your money, dog, and progress in, which, in your field. That is a huge thing for him. Congratulations to him, honestly. It's just I always feel like black people, in this case, HBCUs get the short end of the stick. It's always the want for, it's always the want to be in a white space that I feel like everybody is trying to get to, yo. Like, he was talking big shit like, I'm bringing HBCUs back. I'm going to shine a light on HBCUs. And yeah, you shine the light on Jackson State. Like, shout out to you. Like, you did that. But I just felt like to bring forth the change he kind of led on to and made us think he was going to do, it was going to take longer than three years in one COVID year. Like, it's three years including a COVID year. Like, in just three years, this nigga had the number, what was it, the number two, with the cornerback, number two prospect on the high school class. Like, In two years He recruited him From Alabama Well not even from Alabama But just recruited him To Jackson State And HBCU That is fucking huge yo In two years And this is Partly my problem Yes they I hear a lot of people say Other people should take up The baton now For HBCUs. Deion did what he was gonna do and all he could do And this that and the third And he did what he said He was gonna do And it's like Dog it's not many niggas In this world That's Deion Sanders yo it's just not. You got Eddie George in the HBCU. You got Hugh Jackson coaching at the HBCU. Like they are, and they're dope dudes. And I'm pretty sure they're doing a really good job. Sad to say, they're not Deion Sanders, yo. And it's like you say. I hear a lot of people say, it's, "What do you want? Him, what do you expect from him? I don't know what I expect them to do. But maybe my expectation was be there longer than. The draft, the, then the graduating class that you came in, you was there three years. It was a graduating class coming three years. They still got one more year left to finish. And you on the Greater Pastures. Shout out to you. Congrats. Congratulations. I just feel like what he was saying in the tune that he was on, it was kind of like, we back. We, we getting HBCUs back. And granted, you know what I'm saying, HBCU's got their own problem. Who knows what's going on with over there? And You know what I'm saying? I don't know all that. I'm just going off of what I know. And it just sucks. It, it's a, a terrible feeling I have from it. Like, it's just, it don't sit well with me. Especially of how highly I feel. And now I'm looking at the game on prom. And guess what? It's a Deion Sanders commercial on Aflac. It's crazy. This is crazy. Like, just earlier this year, they was asking him about him competing with uh, Alabama. And he was like, no, nah, my kid's not ready yet. They're not. My team's not ready yet. And the biggest difference is offensive and defensive line. When we get that straight, we'll be ready. And it's like, yeah, get the offensive line, defensive line straight. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, let's do that. You know what I'm saying? For Jackson. Let's do that. HBCUs everywhere, you know see? Let's start getting this talent to us. Let's start helping these dilapidated uh neighborhoods around these HBCUs get some money. Get them going. Get them popping. Let's start doing that. It's bigger than the school is bigger than the football team. It's bigger than the sports. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no telling what money what Jackson State was doing with the money they was getting. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, don't, I can't speak for them, but I know that area was booming. That area had seen people that it never seen before just because Prime is there. And it's like, duh, like you say, at offensive line, defensive line didn't. Not even a year later, you like, yeah, I'm out. I'm going to Colorado. And not only are you going to Colorado, you taking the talent with you." Shout out to them. Congratulations to them. I don't want to make it seem like it's about them or or I'm trying to hate on them. I, do what you got to do and get what you got to get. Niggas, it's got families. You know what I'm saying? I understand that completely. I will never hate on that. I'm just speaking about how this makes me feel. And how it makes me feel is it, I feel dejected. I don't feel good. I feel like black people once again gets the short end of the stick. And I'm saying, like, like, in Colorado, I don't, I don't know what they're you know saying. I'm pretty sure I got faith in Dion. I'm going to watch because I'm a fan of Dion, and that ain't going to change. This decision don't change how I feel about Dion for real. Like, it really don't. I'm going to watch him. I'm going to support him because that nigga is amazing. And I'm pretty sure, I'm damn near 99% sure that he going to build up Colorado, too. Like, because that's just how he is. And I think very highly of him. I just wish we could. he could have stayed a little bit longer, yo. A little bit. I would say two more years at the most. And I know time is not of the essence for a lot of people. I get it, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you taking your son with you. I get it. That's more opportunity for him. But it's just. Well, I don't know if we ever want to catch up, yo. I like, be feeling defeated. I forget what podcast or show I was on before, a long time ago. And I was just like, i just be feeling defeated. Like, I just feel like as soon as we get a step ahead, it's like as soon as we get an opportunity to go to bigger and better, in other words, white establishment, it's like a, so we do it. We just jump right in. A lot of people say, Chase, what you doing? I'm working, man. I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. And hopefully I can get to that point where I could change something. Because it's... it's Like, I went to HBCU. I know how the funds look. I know how it is going on trips and everybody got to eat, you know what I'm saying, pretty much oodles and noodles, like, just to, you know what I'm saying, because we can't afford to just, you know, like, it's it's just tough, dog. I don't like this feeling. I expected Prom, I expected Deion to be there a little longer. Just a little bit. Man, I understand everybody got stuff they're trying to accomplish, man. I just expected them a little bit longer. And then, you know what I'm saying? You you do this, you bring attention to Jackson State, dope. But you leave now. And it's like, y'all do what y'all go do. You know what I'm saying? Y'all take, build what I got. Y'all build what I brought. But what you brought is leaving with you. A lot of it is leaving with you. The talent is leaving with you. Nigga, even Gilly and Wallow. Nigga, Gilly said, nigga, Colorado, here we come. I said, damn, like, (laughs) that sucks, man. That sucks. But, I mean, I understand pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I understand that mentality. You know what I'm saying? And and prom helped a lot. It just kind of feel like he kind of. Could have made it worse too. Like, you came in, you brought all this talent, and then after you brought all the talent, you bounced in three years and t- took it with you. Like, <laughs> y'all keep my assistant coaches though. I, 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 I hope. I hope. I hope. You know what I'm saying? Y'all hire them. But me, the talent, my son, we out of here. We going to Colorado, dog. We got accomplishment You know what I'm saying? And I get it's a lot to ask a prom, but we got to understand that it's prom. It's Deion Sanders. It was a lot to ask of Martin Luther King to take that stance he took. It was a lot to ask Malcolm X to take that stance he took. But if they don't take that stance, if they don't do that, where are we as a people? It's a lot to, you know what I'm saying, to ask Rosa Parks to take that stand. It's a lot. But if they don't do it, where does that leave us? So that's kind of like where I'm at with it. Again, like I said, shout out to Prime. I'm supporting him still. It don't change how I feel about him because I could understand why he did it. It's just I don't like this feeling. And that's the whole point I'm trying to convey. I could be wrong. I could be wrong and he is shining a light on being able to coach at the an HBCU and perhaps moving up that's dope i i i support that shout out to Lavelle Moton. he's been at North Carolina Central for a good while doing well and who knows maybe he open up a possibility for him which could which is, it could be dope Still don't leave, I don't think it leaves us, you know what I'm saying, any better though. And this is, I'm using HBCUs to talk about the broader, like the broader view. Like, it's bigger than that, though Like, if something pop off at North Carolina Central to where everybody is coming to North Carolina Central University to look at a sport a sporting game or... Look at anything dealing with the school. Fayetteville Street, which is what North Carolina Central University, that's the street it's on. Fayetteville Street lights up and it pops and it gets business that it hasn't gotten since Black Wall Street in North Carolina. Since before, since before 147 was built, but right through Fayetteville Street. And that that helps the area. That helps the people in the area. So like it's more it, it's more than just the school, yo. I drive through Durham all the time. I see how it looks now. It's different. So I don't know, man. I just think it could it could last a little bit longer. Like I said, I don't expect them to be there forever. But at least a graduating class. (laughs) One or two more years, I would have be like, all right, I get it. I got it now. It's cool. I just think like three was just a little too too short. But I'll move on. Got to move on. I feel, I, I sound dejected. I know I do. But like I said, I love Prom Dolly. I support that man. Never met him before in my life. He don't know me. I don't know him. But just what he, who he is you know, as an athlete, as a person, how he comes across. That's that has been lit for a long time, dog. And he been everywhere he go. He he raised the stock value. And I I appreciate him even I appreciate him doing that. Like he didn't have to, or maybe he did. I don't know. But I know he wanted to be a head coach. Jackson State did give him that chance to be a head coach, so we can't overlook the fact that they helped him too, but I don't know, maybe it's the light at the end of the tunnel that I just can't see yet, and when I see it, then I'll come back and talk about it, <laughs> and take back what I said or not, but you know, it is what it is, I'm going to move on. I got Kyrie Irving on here, but I don't really want to talk about Kyrie Irving because I'm already talking about two black people and the negatives about him. And Kyrie, another one of them ones that I really respect and I really think, I think he's a stand-up guy. So I'm going to just leave it at that. Yeah, I'm going to just leave it at that. I want to talk about, uh, I am, I got a bunch of topics. I don't know. I think I'm, man, I don't know where I wanna go next. Uh Trump back. Fuck him. Who cares? Don't want to talk about that. Um da, 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 da. I'm gonna talk about Wakanda forever. No, no, I'm gonna hold that one too. Because I wanna go into a different space with Wakanda. 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 Cause I already talked about it once as far as like taking my kids. But I wanna go into a deeper aspect of what I think. How that movie left me, and how people deal with grief and losing of loved ones. I'm gonna go about. I'm gonna go through that a different. I'm already at 42 minutes. I'm gonna go different. Uh, I do want to say uh, shout out to Brett Favre. Uh, all this talking about Deion Sanders and Kyrie Irving, <laughs> Brittany Griner, and the negative aspects. That I do want to shout out, to Brett Favre. Shout out to you, dog. You did it. You know what I'm saying? The way he's on your top about what the fuck you did, pussy ass. <laughs> These niggas really out here stealing and niggas don't care. People don't care. Motherfuckers want to talk on TV about Deion going to Colorado. And I'm guilty of it just now. But I do want to say shout out to Brett Favre, nigga. Ain't lose a deal or nothing, nigga. Wrangler still love that man. Fucking nut. He can do that, nigga. It went the to Mississippi, too? This is crazy. Jackson, Mississippi is hotter than fraud and stealing, nigga. Sheesh. I just want. I just wanted to shout out Brett Favre. That's it. Shout out to Brett. I'll let you, baby. Another white man. Let's talk about Jerry Jones. Now, y'all know I said it earlier. I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> I do not like the Cowboys. So there's no way a motherfucker could get me to look at that picture of Jerry Jones standing there at that protest against uh integration and get me to see him as a person that's not a racist. Like it's almost impossible for me to look at that. Like I can't, yo. Know, I just maybe it's the Eagle fan in me. Maybe. Who knows? Or maybe it's I don't like Jerry Jones. Maybe. But I seen that picture. And by all means, he does look like a very inquisitive person. The picture does show him looking on as if to go, hmm, what's what's, what's going on here? What's, what's going on here? I don't know. Maybe nothing. Maybe something. Shut up. The nigga look. That haircut, man, I'm sorry to tell y'all, that haircut means trouble. There are some telltale signs, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, when you could see something and, and kind of pretty much judge a book by its cover. There are some telltale times, and that's one of them. That haircut, that buzz cut is one of them, dawg. Now, it was the times. That's part of the times. It's how it is, how it was. Who wasn't racist then? <laughs> this is what I heard a lot of people say That was the times Nigga, shut up Who gives a fuck If I'm racist at 15, I'm gonna fuck if I'm 60 now 65, I don't care if I'm 70 If I was racist at 15 I deserve backlash, nigga If I'm at a protest like that at 15, I don't care how old that nigga is Fuck him, he a cowboy owner And he looked like nigga. If I, if I probably could have made that assumption Of him being racist Without seeing that picture he talked. He talked like you know. What I'm saying he talked like a motherfucker that's just about business. And if you know how racist people think, especially in the times of slavery, that lets me know all I need to know about Jerry Jones. He would have went with what made the most money in slavery. In slavery times, I can pretty much assume that he would have slaves. He'd have been Candy Calvin. What was it, Calvin Candy from? Jango from Jango, he done been him lit nigga. Plantains been lit Candyland, just like that damn Jumbotron. Candyland nigga, it's Candyland nigga, and that's Michael, that's Michael Irvin. It's Candyland, that's Michael Irvin. Yeah, Jerry Jones got me million dollars, got me a bunch of money. He taught me how to be a businessman. Shout out to that. And this ain't no dirt. I Look, I like Michael Michael Irvin. But like he's a, he's still a he's a cowboy. I don't view Dion as a cowboy. Michael Irvin is a cowboy. So I don't. I can't say, but too many good things. But the nigga was talented, very good on the football field. But when that nigga they niggas they made Michael Irvin a millionaire, he would make so many black millionaires. Who gives a shit? If he making a black man a millionaire, what is that black man being a millionaire? What does that make Jerry Jones? I'm not, I can't. I can't fathom. Motherfuckers just saying he was making black people millionaires, so what, he can't be racist because he's making black people millionaires. Like, what the that don't even make sense to me. They're the same niggas as you, The same white people in slavery. They used to let motherfuckers fight for their freedom. We like they like bare knuckle fight, kill to the death. Nigga, either you die or you got to win a bunch of fights and then you can purchase your own freedom. I, it, It's it just, it, it's eerily similar, yo. Eerily similar. And I, like, I, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say he's racist. I, I won't do that. I'm just saying that I can make that assumption. And for people to try to combat that and, you know what I'm saying, immediately go against it, it's, it's fucking mind blowing to me. Cause we don't get that same grace, yo. We don't get that same grace, nigga. Kyrie post, posted a documentary on his timeline, and was smoked. Had a list of things he had to do. But Jerry Jones come out and go, ah man, that picture. Ah, I was just, I just wanted to see what was going on. You know exactly what the fuck was going on, man. You knew what was going on, yo. Don't play me like I'm dumb. He got a better chance of coming out and saying, "Yo, at that time, I was ignorant and I was dumb. I've changed." He was better off saying that for me. He was better off saying that than going, "I just want to see what was going on." You know, inquisitive teenager. Fuck out of here, dog. You can't get you. What the fuck? What what do that mean? Want to see what's going? God, that shit makes me mad, dog. And we both just go up, well, you know, he was just inquisitive. Oh, he just, you know what I'm saying? He's a businessman. He makes black people millionaires. Fuck out of here, dog. If it's in the best interest of his pockets, he going to do what he needs to do. That lets me know everything I need to know about a person If it makes the most business sense. Huh? Where the fuck is your morals at? Fuck what you believe in, for real money, right? Makes sense. And that lets me know that if the t- if the, you were if you were a part of those times, you would have fucking ignored humanity and had slaves too, nigga, because it made you the most fucking money. Saw that mean to me. And I'm just speaking for me. I got it here, nigga. Should make man, I need to bring, I need to lighten up, maybe. Maybe I need to lighten up. I'm gonna talk about a joke. I saw Cause I'm angry. That should make me mad. I can't stand apologists. I can't stand people that shoot people bell without even making them answer for it. It was uh, I can't stand that shit. Cause black people always got a fucking answer for something. We always got an answer for something. Even if we ain't do shit. But Jerry Jones can say I was just there looking? Right. Let me move on. I saw a joke on Twitter. And you ever heard the term, hit dogs going holler? That was me. <laughs> I saw, uh, damn, what was the, now I got to find the post, dog. I thought I knew it verbatim, I don't. I, I could get a gist but I hope that shit is I hope man I hope I can find it really quick damn dog it was it was a post on Twitter uh during the holidays that said it was something along the lines of damn something along the lines of niggas that sl- <laughs> niggas that Sleep in the living room, mad as shit at the holidays right now. Some shit like that, and that shit, that shit hit me hard. Cause I was, I grew up, I slept on the couch in the living room as like my bedroom. Anytime a nigga wanted to watch TV, whether it was late at night or early in the morning, I had to fucking wake up or move or something. If I wanted to get rest. That shit made me so, that shit made me so bad, dog. <laughs> I said, yo, why they talk about me, dog? Why they talk about me? Because I slept on that couch, nigga. I remember my brother used to be hot. Brother, you come I'm going to watch TV. Come on, man. I'm just trying to sleep. Mom, come on, man. I don't want my TV. Well, just let him have a little. <laughs> he used to be so bad. Oh man, I, I just want to watch the TV. Chase is trying to sleep in the living room. <laughs> that shit just make me mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I say yo, why? Who made this joke, man? I can't even find it. Oh, but that shit be. I saw that shit. Said damn dog. I gotta respond. I have got to respond. Man, another post that made me laugh. And this, is, this shouldn't be funny, man, but I I can't help it. I don't even know if I'm going to bleep the word out. I may just keep it, because I got to say it. I saw a tweet. It said, what year did midgets come out? I don't see them in no slavery pics. <laughs> come on, guys. Wow, who thinks of that, yo? Who thinks of that? Who says that? Like, Who thinks of it and then says it? That's crazy. <laughs> what year did midgets come out? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry for the derogatory youth. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. If I was a little person. If I was a little person. Now I'm speaking from a place of ignorance because I'm not a little person. I ain't the tallest nigga in the world, but I'm not a, considered a little person. But if I was, I think I'd rather be called a midget than a little person. I don't know, just the connotation how little person sounds. I don't know, I don't want I don't think I want to be considered a little person. I don't know, I, I I don't know, maybe I, I, I just don't sit right with me. Speaking of little person, I had a little person get on my bus uh this week. Yeah, man, it was interesting. He was a cool dude, too. You know what I'm saying? Got him a little booster seat. Seat, sit up. On the chair and shit. You know what I'm saying? It was good. It was dope. He was a cool dude. We talked. good conversations. You know, with that saying, man, I'm going go to bus Chronicles. I don't know. I don't know. My bus Chronicles, I don't know if I want to make it serious or not. Because it could be a joke. I could make it serious. But what I'm learning is a lot of my podcasts been serious, man. Why am I so fucking serious? Maybe it's because all like, i I find the jokes of anything in my life, but then when I express myself, it come out kinda somber and dark and sad. Or heavy. But I don't know. I don't know. But my, I'm gonna go into Bus Chronicles. You know what I'm saying? It's a little person on my bus. So I'm gonna talk about bus chronicles. Excuse me. Um on this uh on this rendition of Bus Chronicles. I'm going to talk about something that happened. And. Ah, do I want to make it funny? Or do I want to make it serious? How do, how do we decide who can say nigger? Or nigger? I'm going to say nigger. I'm not going to say nigger. Because I think nigger is a little bit. That's worse. But how do we decide who says nigger? Because. I bleep. I said where I work. I said where I work. Where my place work is. But when I start, when I decided I want to have a segment called Bus Chronicles, I decided that I don't want to. I don't want people to know where I work at no more, cause I don't want nobody to put a name or something. So I just said, let me bleep it out. That's why you hear me say beep 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 beep. Like that's why, cause that's, I thought that was funny, but that's why I bleeped it out, because. I'm going to tell stories, and I don't, want, I don't want it to be, you know what I'm saying? I, I just want it to be nameless. I just want it to be stories. But uh, I was talking to a guy at my job. He works there. Um, he seems Indian. And I'm not talking about what Col- Christopher Columbus said. I'm not talking about Indian in the way he meant Indian. Fucking dummy. I'm speaking Indian like from India. That's what I'm think. That's what I'm saying. And cool guy. He's a little vulgar at work. I say I think vulgar is the word. He's he's a little bit off-putting, especially for me. Just meeting him, it's a little. He's not. He doesn't really bother me, but at times, it's like. I'm like, damn, no would you say that right now? I don't even know you. Like, I don't really know you. Like, why would you say that and how you said it? It's kinda you know what I'm saying? It don't bother me though. But it would or could bother somebody else. And that's why I kinda think like, Why did you say that? Like, you don't know me enough to say that like that. Like of course it don't bother me, but it may bother somebody. So for you to say that and not know if it'll bother it, it was it's just kinda weird. But Getting into what bothers me and what, you know what I'm saying? He, he has said, we were talking about how the same people ride the bus back and forth every day. And we're not talking about the people that actually get on a bus to go to work or get on a bus to actually go to a destination. We just talking about the people that daisy chain ride the bus. Like, they get on my bus, then they get on the next bus, then they get on another bus, and then they do it all over again all day. And, like, because we got a rule, like, if you ride on our bus, you only good one way. Like, you can't take it to the end and then stay on and take it back. No, you have to get off and wait for the next bus. Like, because then, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially how packed our buses can get at times, we need the room. So, it's like, no, you got to you gotta step off and wait for the next one so somebody else can ride the bus. So... Discussing that we like discussing our frustration with having to tell people to get off the bus because it's like no, this is the last stop you gotta go. Like we just expressing our frustration, like why do they, why do they do that? Da, 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 da. And he was like, yeah, on my bus, it's all I he, he. It's always one nigger on the bus, and I was like, I froze. So I was like, did he just, did he, did he just say, that, did he just say nigga? He just said nigga. Or am I tripping? Maybe I'm tripping. So I'm, I, I, he see the look on my face. I'm kind of stuck. Like, do I check him? Cause in my head, I'm thinking he's like from India. Like I really, I'm really assuming that. And I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. So maybe I shouldn't assume that. So I'm like, I'm just making a face. Like, did you just? And you see me making a face. And he, you can see he go, he kind of goes, uh-oh. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. So now the thought in my head is going even further. Like, yeah, this motherfucker done said it. And yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about it. Because he, we kind of right next to each other. And I, I kind of want to address this shit. But am I wrong for addressing this shit and not knowing what exactly, like, what ethnicity he is? So I'm like, I'm just sitting there like, all right, maybe, I don't know. Let me just see where this conversation goes. So I'm like, so it's one guy that rides a bus every day. He's like, yeah. He gets to my fucking nerves because he's always on my bus. One person always on my bus. So I'm like, he's changing words now. So he saw my face alright I'm gonna just let it rock I'm just not gonna say it because you know I'm saying I'm at work I really wanna say something though but I'm not so as the conversation goes on he slides in that he's from Africa and I, I damn I forget what, what I wanna say Ethiopia he's from Ethiopia and then when he said it everything started to make sense like yeah he does look like an Ethiopian, And I'm He might be the first Ethiopian that I haven't met. But I've seen Ethiopians on like, you know what I'm saying, YouTube and shit. <laughs> I see like what they look like <laughs> online. Nigga, I ain't never really. Not that I know I've seen one in person. He's like my first person that I've seen. It. He's like. So he slides in. He's from Ethiopia. So then after he slid in that he's from Ethiopia, my mind start running. And racing. I'm like. I still feel a way about him saying nigga. Like and should I? He's from Africa. He's more African than me. And so it had me thinking like, who got the right to say nigga? Cause I still felt the way. But can I feel a way? Like I question myself. Like, can I feel away way that he said that? I, this is the part where I wish I had somebody else to, to talk to and, and say if they think I was tripping or, or no, nah, nigga you you should feel away because maybe he ain't been through the plight we've been through to say that word, which makes sense to me. That's how I equated it. Maybe I feel away because the motherfucker, yeah, he's from Africa, but I don't think he lived the life that we lived in America. And then I checked that. I checked that thought. Who the fuck am I? I don't know what life he lived. Or where he came from and how he came from it. So I just ended up just getting silent. Like, I don't... I don't like this feeling of feeling like he shouldn't have said that. But who am I to say he shouldn't have said that? And as casually as he said it, it's like the nigga... the, The nigga, listen to me. But I can say this shit. The nigga... The way he said it, like how casually he how casually he said it, it's like the motherfucker it felt it, like and he used it in the right context. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna just leave it alone. So we after like a few minutes, we excuse me, we finally get to our routes and we split up. And that, that shit was on my mind. I'm like, I gotta talk about this on a podcast, and I want feedback. Like I want people to actually tell me if I was fucking tripping or not. Because something, something, something bothered me. And I'm just trying to figure out if I should be bothered or not. Silence. I don't know. I don't know how to feel anymore. And not that it still bothers me because this was like a week or so ago, two weeks ago. So it's, it's, I've seen him since. So it's not like. Nothing that makes me want to approach them after the fact, but it it's just something that I'm just battling with. <laughs> like, who can say nigga? Who can say nigga? And why? Because I'm be honest. I'm, I'm still trying to stop cursing and stuff, but nigga is a word that I don't think I'll ever stop using. And that may sound sad to some people, and if it sounds sad to you, I do This is what it is. Nigga is such a part of my vocabulary. Like I've went time periods before without cursing. You know what I'm saying? I just don't feel nigga is a curse word that I use like the way I use it. So I don't. So now I'm like questioning who and what and why I can say it. Why does it give me a right? I give. I know why I give me a right, nigga. People was called niggas. You know what I'm we turned that into something that we can use for our brothers and be endearing with it. Now, I ain't going to keep retelling the, the tale of the term nigga and why people say we use it. Well, I'm not going to do that because I'm pretty sure everybody heard why or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it ain't none of my business. I just don't view the word nigga as a word that I can stop using or will stop using. Now, I can stop saying fuck shit. Damn, pissing bitches and hoes, nigga. I can stop saying that because I've done it before, and I actively am trying to stop. Even though I just ran down the list, I am actively trying to stop. But niggas, I never thought about saying, not saying that. But I just, please write me, give me some feedback. What y'all think? Do I do I reserve that right to be upset at him saying that? You know he's from Ethiopia. And who the fuck am I to judge the motherfucker? And you know what I'm saying? Like, who am I to judge him? Because I don't know him and where he lives. I said that all. I said all that already. It's just how my mind works. I'm just going back to it. I, I just try to think things through. But I think I may need help with this one. Maybe. I don't know. But um, I think I'm going to end it now. I'm going to end it with that bus chronicles. That's more topics that I could perhaps discuss, but I'm gonna save them because it's something I want to elaborate on. Like Wakanda Forever, I want to save that because it, it opened up something in me in how I deal with grief. Looking at Zuri, Shorty, and how she deals with grief, and how the how Black Panther's mom deals with. Losing Bad Panther, I mean, it just made me think. So I, I do want to go into detail about how people deal with grief and how different everyone is, and how it's really not a wrong way to deal with grief if you're not not hurting nobody. But I'm gonna leave it on that note. Uh, again, I want to give a shout out to Brett Favre. You know what I'm saying? For the heist of the century. Fucking. Shout out to you, Brett. Shout out to Dion. Congratulations on your hire at Colorado. I think that shit's amazing. Even though I, it makes me feel away. Who, the, who am I in the grand scheme of things? The niggas trying to support his family. Shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Brittany Griner. Welcome back. Happy that was the ending instead of something else. But, uh, yeah. That's it. This is chasing my thoughts. And I'm still running, nigga. (laughs) Nigga. (laughs) Who can say that? Who can say, nigga? (laughs) Chasing my thoughts. I'm out. Thank y'all for coming out. That's the episode. I appreciate y'all listening. But I'm going to sit here and get my two-step on out the door. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) All right, y'all. Chasing my thoughts. I'm out.